0: Hello and welcome back to the Miss Amanda Chen Show. It's the first Wednesday of 2021. Happy New Year. And I've got some new episodes for the 100 Masked Men series where we unpack what lies behind gender roles, the meaning of masculinity, fear and self-worth with a hundred interviews of anonymous men from all walks of life. This week we're talking about body image and the expectations we feel we need to fulfill in society. So why not go to the source and ask someone who works in the entertainment industry? masked man number 15 is the masked entertainer. Coming from a background in dance, he reveals a lot of discrepancies of the body image expectations between boys and girls, how young the sexualization of women's bodies begin, and how much the entertainment industry is focused on looks over talent. I think it's also interesting to note that this is coming from a gay man's perspective and how that can be wildly different coming from a straight man. I hope you guys enjoy the show.
1: I grew up in Canada. I grew up in a small town on the border of the States. So I grew up like partially in Canada, partially in the States because my dad's American. My mom's Canadian. Two-parent household. I have an older brother. I'm gay. He's straight. That was an interesting dynamic. My mom worked two jobs. My dad worked one. It was, it was like everyone thinks they have such a like unique experience when they're younger growing up. And like, the more I get older, the more I'm like, I had the most regular life kind of, so we had mm-hmm. a dog, like <laughs> I finished high school, went to university. Like it was pretty much like paint by colors, but uh, yeah, it was pretty, pretty regular. Nothing uh, notable, I would say.
0: So are there any expectations that you had at growing up that was like, you know, this is how you should be? School was
1: always like a thing was always important I always was told like I had to go to you know university after I went to high school I wanted to be a dancer when I got into high school and they were like well you know it's not really a stable career which mm-hmm. it isn't and you you can't like really make a lot of money which you probably don't <laughs> um, so like I got it but it was really it was really weird but they didn't even like try to get me to do anything else they were okay. just like you can do your dancing as long as you go to school like we don't really care Mm-hmm. and then they didn't really take the dance thing seriously until i booked the olympics and they're like oh that's pretty big oh so you can make money off of doing this mm-hmm. and so then i was like yeah i've been trying to tell you but um yeah they never they never had any expectations of me when it comes to like career wise they just wanted me to be like responsible i guess and be able to like pay my bills which i truly couldn't do until like five years ago
0: <laughs> so. <laughs> so how important is it to have a look oh. and is there like a common look what is what is, is there a new york look and an la look like what's what's what do they or what i wouldn't booked? say there's a
1: common look okay i would say there's a common like type okay like obviously thin is always in so like if you're a girl like if you you have a big butt and you're you're thin and you've got like a nice shape regardless of what style you're doing you're going to get noticed. Pretty people get noticed. It's pretty, pretty privileged, you know, and people who aren't, you know, conventionally attractive have to work harder. That's it's just the way it is. And it kind of sucks. The best dancer in the world could walk into a class and do amazing. And uh, they're not going to get picked for a group or get invited out to dinner afterwards. It's going to be the best looking dancer who walked in the class because everyone wants to gravitate towards that. And it's, and, it's, and it's expected because it is a, it's, it's an industry based off of like how people look. Mm-hmm. you know, cause we're all, we're going to be on TV or we're going to be behind like, you know, a celebrity, but it's just weird. It, it's weird. And I'm kind of glad I'm not in that world anymore. Cause it's not healthy. Mm-hmm. I've always had like, you know, I've always been super insecure about like my weight and my size and my looks. I couldn't pick a worse industry. You're in, you're constantly in a room with people who have like 17 abs who are like, you know, <laughs> they just look like, they look like celebrities I'm like how do you look like that there's so many dancers that I know I'm like what why is it fair that you woke up and look like that that's not fair and where do I sign up and that's rude like I used to think like that all the time it's just like ridiculous I'm hoping that like with with artists like Lizzo and other artists who are hiring people who who look all Different. different shapes and sizes but even Lizzo like she hires big girls but I never seen any big guys dance behind her. Maybe I just missed the YouTube video, but I ain't seen no big guys. You know what I mean? Like I don't mm-hmm. ever see any. I hardly ever see male dancers that don't have like the ideal body shape.
0: So you think it's more open for women to be of different shapes and sizes, but not for men? Like men have Absolutely. to be the chiseled version.
1: Absolutely. But you know what? If that's men's, you know, cross the bear, that's men's cross the bear. Women have. A, movement haven't heard enough. So I don't want to like, I don't want to like take it away from anything like, you know, like good. I'm glad women are getting light. And you know what, if it's if going to take men a couple of, uh, a couple of years longer, it should take us hundreds of years longer because of what women have to deal with on a regular basis, especially in the entertainment business. So I shouldn't even be complaining about that. I feel silly for that now.
0: But, <laughs> how, yeah. um, how sexualized are women dancers? You would say like how much booty shaking like matters, all that kind of stuff.
1: They, no one can see my face right now but like do open up instagram or tiktok right now and try and find an Instagrammer or a tiktoker without you know who who has 100 million followers and who isn't in a bra and panty like half the time you know what i mean mm-hmm. like it's all it's all it's weird it's so weird especially like little girls yeah i don't i don't get it i just don't get like I don't know. I feel like if I was a parent, I wouldn't let my little girl or little boy watch anything. I'd be like, you're not getting a phone. You're not getting YouTube. I'm homeschooling you and the rest of the world doesn't exist, especially during COVID. I'd be like, listen.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So you used to teach young girls dance, right? Mm -hmm. So how were you able to kind of educate them about themselves and their bodies or to keep their, give them confidence, you know, as they're growing up?
1: I didn't really feel it was my place to like educate a young woman about her body. I don't think uh, I don't mm-hmm. think women should hear about anything educational about their bodies specifically like coming from men just because like I don't think my opinion counts. Okay. About like how what what you should do with your body is what you should do with your body. Like don't ask me. I don't think I should I don't think I have a say mm-hmm. or should have a say, but you know, I remember i would have little girls of like all shapes and sizes and i wouldn't i know i wouldn't give anybody preference and i know that i would also like make sure that i'm complimenting everyone equally as much as i can yeah i didn't really i guess i should have been thinking about that but i didn't really think of anything extra that i could do to like lift lift them up in certain ways but i do remember like when it comes to you know dance the dance world and costumes
0: Mm -hmm. little
1: girls in costumes i i would be like they're gonna be in pants Mm-hmm. and sweaters this is like a hip-hop routine they don't need to be in spandex and you know whatever but also like i've heard arguments on the other side where people are like this is acrobatics it needs to be flexible blah 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 blah. and if it's weird i don't know i feel like there's always two sides to everything because i've heard someone present the argument when they say like when they see little little girls dancing in um also you never see half naked little boys p.s you never see half naked little boys dancing at these at these dance conventions. It's always the girls who are in like bra and panties and they're like 10. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Talk about double standard. Not that I want to see either, but I'm just saying, making the point. Someone said, when you see a little girl and she's in like, you know, a skimpy outfit, I guess skimpy's not the word, but if she's just in like a revealing outfit, you're projecting that that's a sexualized thing. They don't know that it's sexualized. You're projecting mm-hmm. that. And I was like, I kind of see your point. It's a very North American thing where they like se- hypersexualize women's bodies because like a woman at the beach topless in like France is not a big deal. But I don't know. I, it, I I'm it's hard for me to get onto that side of the argument because I'm just like, you know, little kids don't know a lot of things that are not necessarily in their best interest. Little kids mm-hmm. don't know that they shouldn't run into the road. Exactly. Until you tell them not to run into the road. So I'm not going to just let my little child run and play in the streets because, oh, well, you're worried. To be, you're you're projecting that they might get hit by a car because you know better. Like, you know right. what I mean? Like, it, it, <laughs> that may be a terrible analogy, but it's kind of like, I see it kind of the same. So I
0: have a question on what you think of kind of overly sexualized female empowerment type music. You know, oh, any, I'm here for it. You're into that. I'm
1: all here for it. Like, listen, especially within like, I would, I was almost going to say hip hop, but if you think of like hip hop, if you think of rock and roll, if you think of any genre of music, literally not even music, if you just think of the world as a general rule, it's if a man can say it, but a woman can't. Right. I can find you dirty songs in any single genre, specifically, excuse me, specifically rap music and rock and roll, probably where they're saying you know all of these same things about women but the second a woman says you know i like that too and this is what i want then it's an issue it's like it's the most obvious form of sexism i could like you should be ashamed like men who have something to say about it but they also listen to like you know hip-hop and stuff like i'd be like you know, i don't even want to hear it from you like <laughs> you should be ashamed like you're listening to like little Wayne, you're listening to Drake, you're listening to all of these people, they all talk about objectifying women and what they're going to do to women. But a a woman says she wants to do something and she's going to like it. And that's the issue. Shouldn't you be celebrating this? Like, isn't this a win? Isn't this a win for both sides?
0: The issue is they don't get to control her decision. Whereas before she had no control. It was like, I'm going to do this to you. Now she's like, cool. I'm gonna 100%. do it too right let's go she literally just responded but the fact that she had the power to say it herself is the problem i think right it's, exactly. a, it's a control problem
1: once again i don't understand it's like oh we we want to have you naked in our music videos we want to pay to see you side down a pole but if you want to just you know go topless on a tuesday to the park. That's an issue for me. Like, you know what I mean? The stupidity that is hurled at women who are just trying to do regular things that men do all the time is exhausting.
0: So do you think there is any judgment between being a gay dance choreographer versus a straight one? Because I feel like there's a lot of allegations now on, you know, straight male dance choreographers from, you know, kind of seducing their dancers and all that kind of stuff in comparison.
1: there's <laughs> There's been some allegations on gay male dancers, though. First, I won't name names because I don't know, like, whatever happened. But, like, there's been... A, I've seen a couple... Really? Some in Toronto, some in in LA. Like I've seen a couple like claims come forward, but it's mostly, obviously it's mostly the straights. And to think that they would probably prefer a straight choreographer, because I feel like I would just assume that, but that's probably me being a little bit biased, but also like, I don't know. I don't know if there's a preference. I think it's just like who can get the job done, who has the better ideas, who has the better execution. I've never really thought about it that way. I wouldn't really feel uncomfortable working with, like a a straight artist, a gay artist, or like a, a man or a woman. I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel any difference in comfort level.
0: You normally, you get to choose your dancers, hopefully, right? Like you're the choreographer and you get to choose your dancers. Um, What if you were contracted by an artist that did have allegations on sexual assault? How would you protect your dancers or would you not work with them?
1: I probably wouldn't work with them. I'm like a big advocate for like, just saying no to things and like, Mm. (laughs) <laughs> like it's not that I'm not, I'm not like fiending for a, for a check.
0: So are you, would you say that you're very protective over your dancers to make sure that any of that, are, is that a concern on set at all? Yeah.
1: I'm, I'm, I'm protective. And I also want my dancers to feel comfortable whenever it comes to like dress code. I'm never like, all right, guys, shirts off, girls wear a bra and panties. Like it's all I my literal, I always say like, wear something you feel comfortable in Mm -hmm. and here's a general color scheme like that's it like I don't want anyone to feel uncomfortable because that is the worst but yeah I would say I'm protective it really sucks when when you get in in situations where you feel like whoever's supposed to be your choreographer or your manager isn't like speaking up on your behalf and then you feel like well do I say something am I gonna look bad it's like one of those situations where like again like do I say something and be the odd person out and lose the job or do I just suck it up and go with it and unfortunately we're at a point where so many people have sucked it up and gone with it that
0: right it kind
1: of just sucks
0: so then where did you get the idea of you know having them feel comfortable in their in their costumes you know is that just that's just
1: me yeah I was like always heavy as a kid so I'm always super conscious of like what I'm wearing and it always has an effect on like how I feel and how confident I feel so like I've always been like, wear whatever you want to feel. Because I've been in situations, again, where I had to do shows and wear something that I didn't want to wear. Or I was like, oh, this is not, this is going to look flattering on everyone else. But I'm going (laughs) to look like, you know, not good. So I just don't like those situations where you feel terrible. And then you can't even, you can't even have fun because you're like, oh, look at me. (laughs) Actually, don't look at me.
0: (laughs) So I have a question on terms of your self-worth when you go to maybe like a drop-in dance class and you know Mm. you wait for the end and it's kind of like an audition where the teacher like selects you know these top 10 people to do a little mini performance do you (laughs) do you get pride from being selected you know what is what is that situation like
1: I would say like 10 years ago I would but (laughs) nowadays as soon as the routine is done and we've gone over it a couple times you know, that 10, that, that 15, 20 minutes in the end of class where people are just doing it, I will leave. I'll be like, I got the routine. I came here to learn a routine and to dance. I, don't, I didn't come here to put on a show. I don't care. Okay. I don't care to see all of the choreographer's friends do this routine, you know, five to 10 times. That's not what I paid to, to be here for. It's funny because this only started, I feel like, it all started once people were posting videos online. I used to go to class with my friends and our goal for the class was to get through the routine and not mess up. That was the number one goal. If mm-hmm. we could get through a whole routine without messing up, we were like, we crushed it. Like we Success. did that. That was yeah. fun. It wasn't about getting noticed. It wasn't about getting into a group. It wasn't about getting a, a specific buff or being on camera. It was like, let's dance the best we can and see if we can not mess up. And then like YouTube started to happen and like Facebook videos. And then it kind of like changed. And then mm-hmm. you, it's hard because like you see everybody else in the room putting value in that. So you're like, Oh, well I guess I should be valuing that as well. Right. And then pretty soon, like you're not getting cho- chosen for groups in the end of class and you're like upset about it. And I've yeah. been, I've been, I've been that person. I've been like,
0: how dare how you not I choose me? <laughs>
1: yeah. But also like, why do I care so much? It's so weird. It's so weird. It's so weird how adults grow up and we never really escape the whole, you know, choose me. I want to be in the cool group, it always kind of presents itself in other ways, regardless of like your situation. It's kind of like a cool group, not cool group, where you're just like, I just want to be, you know, in the cool group. And you could be like 45 and be thinking that way. I don't understand it. I'd be interested to know, you know, hear it like a psychologist or therapist talk about it. But it's very, uh, it's very interesting.
0: Yeah, I mean, everyone wants to fit in. And yet, at the same time, everyone wants to celebrate their individuality. So there's always that conflict of both things
1: right (laughs) and it's like everyone wants to be an individual but their their route to being an individual is acting like everyone else I remember actually when I was when I first got to New York uh, one of the big teachers at the time Mm
0: -hmm.
1: pulled me aside and I remember I had taken her class like two or three times first of all If anyone's listening to this and they're a dancer, I guess they know this now. But before, like, when we used to see videos on YouTube of, like, New York dancers, be like, oh, my God, they're so good. Right. Oh, my God, they're so good. Blah, 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 blah. I came from, like, a class where, like, you would take a class on, like, I would take class on Mondays, Wednesdays, and sometimes, like, Tuesdays and Fridays. Mm -hmm. If you miss any of those classes that week, that was your chance to take a class to that routine in that song. You weren't going to get another chance to do it again. Mm -hmm. I went to New York. Let me tell you, the I took someone's class four times, and each time they did the same routine. I was oh, like, so you "Killed oh, it!" And that's why everyone's so good because you've had three rehearsals, and this is the fourth rehearsal. Ah. This is a is of rehearsal, like. And I remember she pulled me aside, and she was like, "You know, I didn't put you in a in a group at the end because you are like, you don't look like anyone else. Like you're doing the routine, but like you have you're like dancing." Interesting. And everyone, and I was like.
0: Isn't that In what you're mind, supposed I to like, do? Yeah.
1: yeah, I was like, wait, should I be fixing this or should I just keep going? <laughs> like, and I, mm-hmm. I remember like I feel like it was a critique, but I, I remember thinking like, well, I don't want to look like everybody else. Like that's my mm-hmm. I, I don't want to look like I don't look like me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: As long as I'm hitting the steps, as long as I'm throwing my right my right arm up when everyone else is throwing the right arm up, like I'm cool.
0: Okay, I'm going to wrap up with two last questions. The first one is what negative ideas do your female friends have about themselves you wish could be different?
1: I think all of my, you included, all of my like close female friends are like stunning, but not in like, it's my best friend, so I think she's extra pretty, but like (laughs) objectively like put this girl on the cover of a magazine stunning. And I hear a lot of them, you know, say, Oh, I don't like this. I don't like that about myself. And I'm like, you didn't learn that from looking in the mirror. You heard, you must have heard that from somewhere because like, no one would think that if they looked at you like off the top. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I wish that uh, I wish they didn't get those kind of ideas in their head because I know how it feels and it holds you back. I guess we all have our things, but like my friends are dope. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> dope. So, and then I hear a lot of my my friends say that they're asking for too much sometimes Mm. and I'm like you're not like (laughs) you're asking for the literal bare minimum (laughs) Like you're not asking for anything in fact go back and write a couple more things down because (laughs) you might be asking you know what I mean so I feel like yeah unfortunately the bar is so low right now that asking for somebody who like calls you back when you call them or or uh, compliments you or you know, it, it wants to be there and help you through like hard, hard times. Like that's like, oh, I'm just asking for too much. I'm Like, isn't that a literal relationship? Like, do you mean you're asking <laughs> for a relationship? Is that what you're asking for? Basically. Um, yeah, so I would say those two things.
0: So I know we were talking about a lot of different subjects. What topics jumped out at you the most that you would like to invite another man to elaborate on in another episode?
1: Ooh, uh, I like to hear a straight a straight guy talk about problematic straight because I feel like it comes like like obviously I have a motive (laughs) obviously (laughs) I'm biased yeah because you know a lot of the the the, I guess the pain or the uncomfortability of my life has come from like cisgendered norms that I'm expected to fall into which I you know don't do a lot of times so I'd like to hear if I'm on a tirade, I feel like anybody who's listening to this is like, wow, this guy really doesn't like straight guys. And I promise you, that's not, the, that's not it. I just don't like terrible people. <laughs> and I would like to hear a lot of, I would like to hear a, a, a straight guy talk about straight men being problematic. That'd be interesting to me.
0: I think it's interesting how this man goes against the norm, but yet is curious about how a straight man might feel about his own toxic traits when following certain norms. We always want to know what other people are going through. And we talk about this concept of being a man and what masculinity means overall in lots of episodes on the show. But which masked men have resonated with you the most so far? Or which ones the least? Let me know. And once again, if you'd like to be on the show or know of someone with a unique perspective, slide into my DMs at MissManachen on Instagram. And I'll see you next Wednesday with more episodes of 100 Masked Men.